We all want to feel good and function effectively in our lives. We want to be comfortable, healthy, and happy. We want to have the resilience, strength, and the ability to navigate the highs and lows that are a natural part of life. We want to flourish. In the world of psychology, this is called well-being. A lot of research has been done to help us better understand well-being. What is it? Does everyone have access to it? What makes up well-being? How can we increase our experience of well-being? And what factors might hinder it? My entire purpose in creating content on both the blog and the podcast for Working Moms Balance is to help Christian working moms increase their well-being. So today we're going to talk about some of the building blocks that we can focus on to help improve our well-being. We'll talk about the important connection between our mind and our body as well. In order to experience the happy, healthy, flourishing life that we desire, we need to take a holistic approach to our lives. Our mental health is just as important as our physical health. Our spiritual health plays a vital role as well. And the environment, the systems, and structures that we live in can affect our ability to thrive. If all of these things are important, it can be easy to feel overwhelmed. There are a lot of different parts of our lives that we need to have balanced well in order to flourish. So let's take a step back today and learn more about these different building blocks, these different kind of segments of our life. We'll figure out how we can identify which ones might be lacking at a particular point in our life and how we can pay some close attention to focus on that area to help us function better. Hey friend, you're listening to episode 22 of the Working Moms Balance podcast. I'm Tracy Kowicki, wife, mom of two, full-time employee, and life coach. Just like you, I'm striving to balance every area of my life and enjoy it all in the process. My goal with this podcast is to inspire, motivate, and teach you practical research-based strategies to help you thrive. A happy, satisfying life of purpose is possible. Together, we'll learn how to move from overwhelmed to flourishing. Let's get started. The founder of positive psychology, Martin Seligman, came up with a theoretical framework on well-being that he called PERMA, P-E-R-M-A. The term PERMA is just an acronym for the five initial building blocks that he identified to be important to our well-being. These five building blocks include positive emotions, engagement, relationships, meaning, and accomplishment. Marty believed that when we have high levels of these five things in life, we experience higher levels of well-being. So if our well-being is low, if we're feeling like we are struggling to function well and feel good about our lives, we can focus on these five building blocks to try and make things better. It's a helpful framework that can guide us into identifying where we might be struggling in life. And further research into each of these five areas has given us some strategies and interventions that can help us to focus on and improve in each of these areas. When Marty created the PERMA framework, he knew that this list of five pillars was not necessarily an exhaustive list. There may be other important factors that can help us improve our well-being as well. A recent research study added four additional areas that they found appear to also affect our ability to experience well-being. And I thought these were kind of important things to consider as well. These additional four areas include physical health, mindset, environment, and economic safety. 
I want to briefly walk through each of these nine areas, the original five building blocks plus the newly proposed four additions to help us better understand each one and how we can improve them when those particular areas are struggling. So the first one is positive emotions, experiences, and pleasure. Are you experiencing pleasure and enjoyment in your life? Do you have fun? Do you allow yourself the chance to be present and savor good experiences? Are you grateful for the good stuff? A while back, I was taking an assessment for school that had us look at various areas of our life and rank how we felt we were doing in each area. These were similar to these nine pillars we're talking about today, but things like relationships, our physical health, our mental health, and so on. One of the categories we were supposed to rank was fun. I know that fun is often not a high priority in life, for me particularly, especially when at this time I was going to grad school during a pandemic while working full-time with my children going to school remotely. It was a stressful time period, so I gave myself a 4 out of 10 for the fun category. My daughter came downstairs and saw this assessment and immediately scoffed. She did not think I was fun at all not even a four. She felt my fun category deserved a one or maybe even a zero on a one to 10 scale. Thanks, kid. But truthfully, she wasn't that far off. As busy working moms, life can be stressful and hectic. We run from one thing to another and spend every waking hour focused on all the tasks we need to get done. But this focused and rushed life might mean that we're missing out on the fun and the pleasures of life. So pause and notice the sunrise or the smell of a spring rain. Sit in front of a good meal and savor every bite. Put away your to-do list and play an uninterrupted fun board game with your family. If words like fun, joy, savor, and experience sound foreign to you, it might be time to focus on the positive emotions and pleasure building block of well-being. Our next building block is engagement. This is where you are fully focused and engaged with a task. What is something that you do where you can lose all track of time? Usually this is something that presents you with just enough of a challenge to keep you from getting bored, but not so much difficulty that you get frustrated and give up. You are in the zone and all your attention is focused on the task that you're doing. You might get this at work. Perhaps you feel this when you're working in your garden. Many runners like myself experience this while running. It's also known as a runner's high. Everyone has different things that are engaging for them, but it is important that we regularly participate in activities where we can experience this flow state. We become fully present to our task and the work feels very fulfilling. If you feel like you're always running in a million different directions and you still feel frazzled and unfulfilled, identify activities that put you in the flow zone. Block off time on your schedule on a regular basis to pursue these types of activities. Relationships are the third pillar of well-being that we want to consider. And the caveat here is positive relationships. We are all interconnected with a variety of people. If all or a majority of your relationships are toxic and draining, it's going to take a toll on you. 
for this particular building block of well-being, we want to make sure that we are regularly spending time nurturing our positive relationships. Who are the most important people in your life? What relationships are the most meaningful to you? Who do you learn from? Who challenges you and helps you to grow in a positive way? Especially in these difficult times we've had lately where we've been feeling more isolated for over a year now due to the pandemic, it is vitally important to put some intention toward our relationships. Find ways to build connections with good people. It is important that we feel a sense of belonging. For many of us, this isn't easy. It can be hard to find time to build and nurture meaningful relationships outside of our husband and children. But humans are communal people. We were literally designed for relationships. So if this is an area that you've been neglecting, I challenge you to find at least one person outside of your husband and children who you can reach out to and begin to build a meaningful connection. Our next pillar of well-being is meaning. Our lives were not meant to be lived just for ourselves and our own enjoyment. For this pillar, we must look outside of ourselves and find a way to connect with the world and others in a meaningful way. What can you do that is bigger than yourself? How can you serve and make the world a better place? Find activities that give you a sense of purpose and meaning. What is God calling you into at this season of your life? Some people regularly do work that is meaningful to them, but for many people, this area is difficult. If you struggle to find activities and interests that provide you with a sense of purpose, take some time to brainstorm these questions. What excites you? What can you not stop talking about? What breaks your heart? What challenges in the world get you fired up? What are you really good at that other people seem to struggle with? What unique experience or perspective do you have that can help other people? You don't need to reinvent your entire life and build it around this meaningful work, but you can begin to pursue these types of things in small ways. Add in one small thing you can do that gives you a sense of purpose. Volunteer with an organization for a few hours. Pay for people in line behind you. Take a meal to a friend who has been ill. Write a handwritten note to someone who has been struggling. Sign a petition or write to your congressperson about an issue that is important to you. Share your knowledge and experience in a post online to help others learn from your perspective. The final building block in the original PERMA model is accomplishment. This area is all about setting, pursuing, and achieving your goals. It feels good to accomplish something. Crossing the finish line in a race, walking across the stage at a graduation ceremony, getting out of debt, exceeding a goal at work, or any number of achievements that might be important to you. Going through the motions of our life without ever pushing ourselves to achieve something new can leave us feeling unsatisfied and disconnected. So if you can identify something recently that you have achieved that you are proud of, then brainstorm some new goals for yourself. And if you have goals that you aren't meeting, lower your expectations and set a few goals that would be easier to achieve. It's quite possible that achieving a few smaller, more manageable goals will be just the kick in the pants you need to push yourself and get to work on the more difficult goals you've been struggling with. 
The first newer building block of well-being that we want to add to that original PERMA model is health, particularly physical health. Our mind and body are extremely connected. Our thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and attitudes can have an effect on the biological functioning of our bodies. And the opposite is true as well. Our physical health and our ability to function can impact our mental state. When we are taking care of our bodies, getting sufficient rest, fueling our bodies with nourishing foods, and exercising regularly, we feel better, we have more energy, and we're better able to show up and do well in all areas of our life. When you're rested, energized, and healthy, you have the capacity to do more and to enjoy your life more. There are a lot of things to consider regarding our physical health, but the main areas to examine would be rest, food and drink, movement, and management of any health challenges that you face. Are you getting enough sleep? Do you get good quality sleep? Are you eating foods that provide your body with nourishing fuel? Do you regularly move your body in a way that is challenging and enjoyable? If you have a known illness, are you taking your medication and getting regular checkups with your doctor? The next building block of well-being to consider is our mindset. We spent a lot of time talking about optimism and a positive mindset on this podcast back in February. I'll put the links to those episodes in the show notes if you miss them or want to refresh your memory. You can visit workingmomsbalance.com slash episode 22. That's workingmomsbalance.com slash episode 22 for all the links and details. For this pillar, we want to make sure that we are viewing the world with a growth mindset that recognizes potential, opportunity, and encourages us to keep going through failures. We want to be grateful and to continually remind ourselves of the good things in our lives. Mindset can be challenging for many people. The current state of our world has caused many people to struggle with cynicism and pessimism continually focused on the negative with little to no hope for improvement. This can leave us feeling hopeless and defeated. We end up stuck in apathy. However, the truth is that there has literally never been a better time to be alive. Our current lives and the circumstances, opportunities, and conditions in our world may seem dire to us, but they are actually drastically better than any other time in the history of our planet. We live longer. We have access to modern medicine. Most people have access to running water and plentiful food. Life is challenging, and there are absolutely many things wrong with our world, but there's also magnificently more things that are good and beautiful. Always remember that. Choose optimism. Choose hope. Choose gratitude. Choose perseverance. That is what will keep you motivated and fueled to keep going, doing the meaningful, world-changing work that God has called you to. Our next building block for well-being is environment. Does the environment where you live, work, and play help or hinder your well-being? This could be as simple as a disorganized office that just needs to be cleaned up. Or it could involve more in-depth worldwide measures like reducing smog and pollution. For our purposes today, I'd suggest just taking a focus on the things that you can impact in the somewhat short term. 
So consider your home. Does it make you feel at peace or frazzled? Are there things that you can change to give you a space that can help you to rest and refresh yourself better? What about your work environment? Are there people or policies that are toxic or damaging to your well-being? Does excess noise or other distractions keep you from being able to focus and do your work well? Find ways to make changes to your environment as needed to help you function effectively. Think about the purpose of each of your spaces and make sure that the environment in that space is conducive to that purpose. So if your bedroom is cluttered and chaotic, it may be hindering your ability to rest well. If your dining room table is filled with junk and it causes your family to split up and eat separately in other areas of the house, maybe consider clearing off the table and reincorporating family mealtimes to add well-being to all of you. Take a critical look at the spaces you regularly inhabit and determine if there might be changes you can make that would make these spaces more conducive to your overall well-being. The final pillar I want us to consider in regards to our well-being is economic safety. Again, this is another area that might take some time to address. However, financial challenges can play a large role in our ability to flourish. This is one of the main reasons that I would never promise that everyone on earth has equal access to the same level of flourishing. There are so many imbalances and inequalities in our world that hold some people back while propelling others forward. However, I firmly believe that everyone has an opportunity to flourish in some way, no matter their circumstances. Economic safety and stability is your perception of your financial security. It is not the culture or the financial guru's opinion of your financial situation. It is how you perceive your finances to be. How do you feel about them? Many rich people feel financially insecure and many people that would be labeled by society as poor actually feel financially comfortable. So it's not about how much money you have or don't have in the bank. It is about what is important to you. What is your experience and what are your beliefs about your finances? If you recognize this as an area that needs attention to improve your well-being, then start small. This is not an area that you can change overnight or with a simple tweak to your schedule. You will need to make intentional, purposeful, often difficult decisions. What can you do to improve your financial situation? What are the factors affecting your finances? Some people have a spending problem. Some people have a saving or a planning problem. Some people have an income problem. Don't try to fix anything until you clearly identify where your issue is. Many people just automatically assume that they need to make more money to fix their financial issues. But in reality, making more money may not solve their actual problems. You can make all the money in the world, but if it goes out faster than it comes in, then you'll never change your finances. So look at your behaviors, your bank account, and your desires to help you identify the actual issues you're facing. Then make realistic, intentional goals to begin making progress. So those are the nine building blocks that researchers have currently identified as some of the most important pillars to focus on to improve our well-being. The point in sharing all of those is not to overwhelm you or encourage you to focus on improving your life in all nine areas. 
please do not write them all out and start setting goals for each and every one of these areas. What I do recommend you do though, is think through this list of nine and consider what areas do you do really well in? Where are you already thriving? What habits and routines do you have in place that are supporting you in these particular areas? Then consider which of the nine areas you're currently struggling with the most. Which area is having the most negative impact on your well-being and happiness? And what small changes can you begin to implement in that area to help you begin to make some progress? Just pick one or at most two areas that need the most attention and develop some goals that will help you to improve in just that area or two. Once you've spent some time focused on that one particular area and you've reached some goals for that area, then you can shift your focus to another one of the pillars that you might be struggling with. Pace yourself. Well-being is something that will shift and change all the time, all throughout life. Life is full of ups and downs. Your goal is to focus on what you can control recognize opportunities, and continually persist in growing, developing, and improving your life. So as a reminder, the nine areas include positive emotions, experiences, and pleasure, engagement or flow, positive relationships, meaning, accomplishment, physical health, mindset, environment, and economic safety and stability. Again, I'll have this full list in the show notes that you can access at workingmomsbalance.com slash episode 22. We can live a balanced life of holistic well-being in which we feel comfortable, happy, healthy, and actively pursue work that matters. Let's go pursue it. Thanks for listening to the Working Moms Balance podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend. You can also rate and review the podcast to help more people find us. Be sure to check out workingmomsbalance.com for show notes and additional ideas to help you thrive. You can also find me on Instagram at Tracy Kolwicki. Thank you so much for joining me today. Make sure you are subscribed and I'll see you here next week.